0: Welcome to Bunta Vista episode 104. Uh, I am Andrew and you are standing with me on the edge of an active volcano. It is toasty up here. I'm feeling warm. The smell's not great. It's a little overwhelming. Standing just to my right is Lucy. Hey Lucy.
1: Hi. That smells up here.
0: It does. Uh, sulfur. Is,
1: is it sulfur? Would it smell like sulfur up there?
0: I think it's I think it's a sulfur type smell. I mean, we're, we're here. We should be the ones who can say <laughs> what it smells like.
1: Maybe you, Definitely just, being here. you just dropped one and you're trying to cover it up.
0: Yeah. Um, and uh, on the other side of me, um, I've just jokingly shoved him and then pulled him back and said, Oh, saved your life. <laughs> um, to Theo. Hi, Theo. All
2: right. So, I mean, first of all, I do have a note from my doctor that medically I'm not supposed to get this sweaty, <laughs> <laughs> which I Don't think you're taking seriously.
0: Deploy that note. Deploy that note into the podcaster's workspace. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need to be excused. I need a work-provided towel.
2: Yep. I'm also not allowed in the pool, so... (laughs) It's basically (laughs) illegal for you to ask me to swim.
0: It's just a sweat towel. More of a chamois, if you will. You know? I will. Yeah. So, we're up here on the volcano... And we're just all kind of standing around idly scrolling on our phones. Um, Nobody's really interested in what's going down there with all that lava. Um, So, you know, we're just like checking out the news. Checking out the news, seeing what's going on. And folks, we regret to inform you that disgraced rugby union player Israel Folau is at it again. He is on one and he hates everybody, it turns out.
2: He's staying on one. He is. (laughs) Even when contractually obliged to get off one, he will not.
0: (laughs) He refused. Um, He stayed right in the saddle of that one that he is on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's no good, folks. Um, So, we did an episode, I would say, maybe a year ago. It's been a long time since this started. It's been a saga. Um, and, And, yeah, so this was about when Israel Falou had um, made a post on social media in which he said, all sinners who do not repent and kiss the sweet bosom of God will go to hell. And then he had a nice itemized list of all the types of sinners that you couldn't be and all the types of sinners that had to uh, nuzzle up to him and kiss the sweet, hairy bosom of God. Um, So you had, like, alcoholics and homosexuals and um, adulterers and blasphemers and all all kinds of, all the fun ones, all the classics, you know. Um, So as we spoke about at the time with a friend of the show, uh, Victor Rodriguez, who you can find out there, and you can find that episode. In fact, episode 44, Israel Fail Owl, featuring (laughs) Victor. Vic M. Incredible. Rodriguez, beautiful stuff, beautiful stuff. Um, so that was more of a sports-themed episode, which we don't normally get into. Patriotism in sport, all that kind of thing. Um, so as we spoke about on that, basically he he put that up, and he was told by uh, Rugby Australia, "Hey, maybe don't. Could you could you not, buddy?" And it started to turn into a bit of a free speech issue, which is, I think, I think contractually one of like the only three types of news stories that are allowed to be published in Australia anymore. <laughs> just freedom of speech. Um, which type of uh, hardcore right-winger is being oppressed today in Australia, the very right-wing country?
1: <laughs> By continuing to say exactly what they were going to say, but just not getting paid for it.
0: Yep. Or in his case, continuing to get paid for it for a while. Yeah. So, he re-signed his contract, which now included a special clause to say, you are not allowed to post anything on social media which vilifies anybody on the basis of their race, sex, religion, uh, gender, sexual orientation, so on and so forth. Um, and he said sure thing And he signed that thing For his fucking Three or four million dollar contract Whatever it was it sucks when
2: you come back to work And they make you sign a thing That says like Hey buddy uh, You're specifically not allowed To jack off at your desk anymore uh, <laughs> <laughs> We had to make this part of your contract So just yeah, Stop doing you, that And we'll all be good No no desk jacking
0: Much like Israel Folau I sign it uh, In my head saying Yeah we'll see how long this lasts <laughs> But uh, So yeah, he he signed off on that one um, and then uh, turned around, immediately started scrolling Facebook, I assume, looking for some uh, very, very hardcore Christian memes to post up on his Instagram. And he was at it again, but this time um, he included the group which had escaped his scorn the first time, of course, transgender kids, um, because they don't cough enough shit from weirdos in Australian media. So, he got back into it, got back out there, back on the horse that he had never really got off of, um, posted it out there, and the furor kicked back in, and Rugby Australia went, ooh, remember that thing we just had you sign, (laughs) and you said, yes, and you signed it as part of the deal for all the money? We're going to be using that, and get out, please. Um, So he immediately attempted to say, I have been wrongfully dismissed. I'm suing you for breach of contract, for trying to oppress me um, and suppress my religious freedom and all this kind of jazz. And they said, you pretty blatantly violated your contract here. Um, So he has taken it to Fair Work Australia, um, the Australian tribunal for this sort of thing. Now I am unclear as to whether or not that is still ongoing. I think it might be. There's probably like multiple rounds of appeals that can go on. Um, but as as part of this effort to deal with this, this um, multi-millionaire sports star decided to um, start up a GoFundMe, asking just strangers around the country for three million dollars for his legal fees for three this battle. Million. That is 1,000% his fault that he's having in the first place. $3 million.
1: $3 million.
0: How does he even know that that's what it's going to add up to, you know? I feel it's like he's just... It, it, it's just like a rainy day thing. <laughs> <laughs> I might need $3 million. Somehow. Um, so that started uh, getting the money together on GoFundMe. A lot of derision in the Australian media. A lot of people saying... Not a great look. Not a great look. Um, millionaire celebrity to ask for everybody else to foot the bill for this thing that you seemingly had some kind of control over. I think it raised like one hundred and twenty-five, one hundred and fifty grand um, before enough people had reported it as as violating GoFundMe's terms and conditions in some form, and they pulled it resulting in at least 600,000 people on Twitter making the joke, this guy's just no good at reading the terms and conditions of contracts. (laughs) Oh,
1: that's good. I hadn't seen that one. Thanks Uh, for sharing it with me.
0: Mm.
2: I haven't because I've been off Twitter, but it's nice getting a little update from time to time.
0: (sighs) We all need too cool for Twitter. i
2: not too cool. I'm quite the opposite. I'm just
0: Just too busy for a stretch. I
2: don't go on there
1: anymore. It's you know, no good.
2: Got too many sources of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Saw a pigeon
0: get run over today. Oh that's my goodness. gonna be on Twitter. No. <laughs> no. I was like, no wonder who are you following that you're no. seeing all these pigeons get run so,
2: over? So I mean I've got all these sources all this stimulus. I don't need this.
0: <laughs> People speaking to me offline. Don't need, this. Offline. <laughs> don't, need oh. don't need them doing it online. So that's kind of brought us up to where we've been at for the last day or two. This has gone in all of the extremely predictable directions that you would have thought, which is that as soon as GoFundMe said, all right, I'm getting too much heat about this, um, as is often the case with this sort of stuff, um, they've pulled the campaign and this has been the starter's pistol for the Andrew Bolts and the Miranda Devines and the Chris Kennys of the world. To come right out of the gates with the oh, this is what the, in Miranda Devine Devine's words, uh, Christophobes and tolerance Nazis, which is a great, great turn of phrase, tolerance Nazis,
1: <laughs> tolerance Nazis, oh my goodness, <laughs> so
0: dumb, um, but uh, yeah, like I said, it, ju- it just completely plays into the hands of these people. And to demonstrate that, today the um, Australian uh, Christian League, the ACL? What does that stand for? Lobby.
1: I think it's Lobby. Lobby.
0: League League of Extraordinary Christians. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they they came out. um, uh, Does Lyle Shelton still front them or did he quit to go and be a uh, run for Corey Bernardi's now defunct party? I think he
1: tweeted it today. So, he's surely involved someone.
0: Oh, he's involved in the sense that he's crying about it online at any given time. Um, But yeah, so the the Australian Christian lobby came out and said, Hey, Israel Falau's rights are being trampled on by GoFundMe and they left us its gender. So we're going to donate $100,000 to Israel Falau and start a fundraising thing for him. So this all very much played into the hands of the right, I think, because... You know, th- this just started off as a pretty simple case of like, hey, you are doing public bigotry in a way which is in flagrant breach of a contract that you knowingly signed very recently. And that then immediately became a free speech issue. And now it's not its not about what Israel Folau is doing anymore. It's what a what type of public bigotry are Christians allowed to do in Australia Mm. in the name of uh, free speech or religious tolerance? I can't
1: believe I can't hate gay people and still have my extremely well-paying job as a rugby player. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've, we've talked sort of... I feel like we've kind of talked extensively about this type of issue in the past, which is... The whole thing of saying, I'm, you know, I'm going to get somebody fired for saying something. Now, look, let me start off by saying, of course, I have zero sympathy for Israel Folau whatsoever. Um, Of course, he deserved to get fired, especially in the context of he had done this previously. They had him sign a new... Yeah, they. this had already been a big deal. They had him specifically sign a new contract with clauses about this like explicit clauses created for this exact issue and then he went off and did the same thing again
1: the exact fuck that guy he like posted the same meme again on instagram
0: yeah just like putting the same shit up um he's he's gone to like the churches that he goes to and done um, done sermons about you know the devil in all of its forms and, uh, and listed off all the same people again. I think from his perspective, a lot of it comes off to me as like just really, I don't know, really like thumbing his nose at these groups of people yeah. and and like begging to be begging for there to be some kind of like outcry. I mean, it's the same kind of thing from all these right wing figures of like. You go out and you do the thing which you know is going to cause people to be mad at you. And when you get mad, when they get mad, you go, oh, everybody's trying to silence me solely for my many acts of racism.
1: (laughs) (laughs) God, his um, Instagram is an experience. Yeah. I'm just having a little browse. It's like, it's like unhinged old boomer relative type stuff. It's, it's a lot. It's like crazy man on the streets outside abortion clinic type stuff.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's rough. So, so yeah, I think, like I said, I, I I don't give a fuck about him getting fired and I have no sympathy for him. Fuck that guy. Mm. Um, where I think that it gets back into the territory that we've talked about is the, he puts up a thing on GoFundMe and lots of people then report the page and say, he's trying to raise money specifically to defend his right to do bigotry. Therefore, it's a violation of, you know, subsection B of paragraph 2 of the terms and conditions of GoFundMe. And GoFundMe doesn't want to catch a whole bunch of heat about this, so they cancelled the dude's thing.
2: But I don't, yeah, I mean, with the GoFundMe thing, I will say that their press release very much didn't concentrate, uh, or the message I got from it was not concentrating on the terms and conditions of it, um, but their PR people were... Basically saying, no, we cancelled this because uh, it fucking sucks. Yeah, uh, and we were within our rights to do it. Which, Which is, you know, bless them. I thought that was a good, a, a good move.
0: Of of the things you can do, it's good, and it's certainly a damn side better than like the Twitters and the Facebooks of the world of of mm-hmm. trying to constantly sort of walk this line of saying like, hey, you know, it's like YouTube and Twitter both constantly being like, hey we support our LGBT community and everything, but also you got to hear both sides and we don't want to silence everybody. Like they're just trying to constantly hold up this shield of, you know, we we're doing these fucking ad campaigns for pride month and shit while also just allowing these fucking vile communities to spread on their own platforms that they kind of don't seem to generally do anything about or, very inconsistent application of their own policies all that sort of stuff i think if you can make a statement about it that says no this is very specifically because this this is a you know a a hateful thing that is based on bigotry and we don't you know we we don't have a place for that on our platform that's good and everything but it does still come back to that larger issue that we've spoken about of we're, we're trying to we're, we're still trying to sort of let some corporate or some website be the arbiter of what gets to be a thing which I think is still mm. still an area that a lot of people are uncomfortable with and like
2: yeah, and it also leaves the, the room for another company to be like no no you can just uh, we'll let you raise funds for um, uh, if you want to get like a a catapult that fires cats in the air, um, so that you can uh, shoot them midair. Um, come on, come on down to our our platform. So,
0: you know what uh, we haven't spoken about on here? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jordan Peterson's announcement of that he's going to make his own like social media slash discussion oh, platform oh, called Think Spot. Think Spot. Think Spot. It's the spot this you sucks. go to think. That's uh, not even
1: like bad. It's just like embarrassing.
0: Have have you Just seen mean, Think Spot? Think. But spot. have you seen what he said? What he said about it? I have not. He said, um uh, once, "Once you have made a post <laughs> on our site, it uh-huh. will not be taken down unless we are ordered to do so by an American law enforcement oh. agency."
1: Oh my goodness, that's going to go goodness
0: well. Can't Christ. see that going wrong at all. Mm. And they also have it's more like a Reddit type thing, but they they have shit like there is a there's a minimum word count to replies, <laughs> like you have to write at least thirty words to reply oh. to something someone said.
1: Oh my god,
2: yeah. this is absolutely because someone was like, "Shut up, nerd." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shut like shut the fuck up. <laughs> I like, oh well, you know.
0: That's or, or yeah, like like when somebody posts something really stupid, there's like 600 replies that all just say "lmao," you know? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Or it's just the SpongeBob bird meme,
0: <laughs> and like it's it is of course a perfect encapsulation of the type of person who wants to use that platform, which is um, young guy who thinks that like uh, being overly verbose equals being very intelligent. Um yep. the, hmm. the yeah, the more the more syllables I can get into the things I'm saying and the more sentences I pack in here, the more I am correct. So obviously Israel flower should take his shit over to Think Spot. But um but yeah, like and this is this is the the point, Theo, that you're making is um it then turns into the battle of these different platforms over mm. who's going to allow this specific type of thing and is removing a thing from a platform a form of censorship or whatever? And it all just makes me think that, like we have said on here before, I think that one of the most one of the most successful missions of the right wing in Australia and in other Western countries over the last like twenty years is. Has been to completely reframe and shift the goalposts around, like just making everything a free speech discussion. Um, we we seem to have completely lost the ability as a as a society to say, "Nah, it's pretty shit. Get out of here. <sighs> no, just, thank you." It's
1: just really weird, though. I just maybe I'm not remembering right, but what did these people like Andrew Bolt, and Miranda Devine say about Yasmin Abdelmagid?
0: Um, I'm not sure if it was, uh, writing like, uh, tens of thousands of words over the course of months and then years mm, about, about how she
1: shouldn't have a job and how she should leave the country.
0: Mm-hmm. Because she made mm. a single, single post that she then deleted and said, oh, sorry, that was pretty poorly worded. It's
1: bizarre. I feel like, I mean, maybe they've just got onto this freedom of speech issue then. Maybe they're just coming around to it now
0: recent converts Mm. so yeah I mean whole thing is is as depressing as most things in the Australian media are because it's mind numbing that there is so much attention and and column space being devoted to all this shit and you've got uh, we've we've descended back into our default tribal packs which is right-wingers saying that everything is a matter of freedom of speech and not being censored and being allowed to say whatever they want without anybody telling them they can't, and centrists and liberals saying, ah, but we can have the technocratic solution where the the terms and conditions of this specific platform that none of us own and have no power over can Mm -hmm. be invoked uh, to take away, make a thing that we like, make a thing that we don't like go away. Um, and then we don't have to think about it anymore.
2: We've got a machine that you can say a slur into, but if it's too much of a slur, a red light will come on. And that's basically how you can tell whether it's all right to say or not.
0: Mm. Yep. Uh, as to who's in charge of those rules. Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: Well, that's th- but that's the beauty of it, Andrew, is that it's um, basically AI now, which is perfect, and also machine learning, which I understand to also be
0: Correct. So,
2: yeah, they've got that covered.
0: Infallible. One might say. Infallible. Hmm. I got to say, this whole thing gives me a sinking feeling.
2: Uh huh.
0: And on that note, Mm. there's been some uh, some real estate news. There is. Um, it's
2: not, it's not great. So, um, there has been so there's a building called the Mascot Towers in, uh, Inner City. Sydney? I guess you call it south. It's near Botany Bay.
0: Hideous Swamp, Sydney. Yes. Mm. Now, I should note, I should note, I initially thought that this was the Opal Towers.
2: Well, there's a, a, a set of, there's a set of them,
0: right? <laughs> they come in a set.
2: <laughs> they come, like, there's a whole bunch of them that are sinking.
0: Or slowly Sydney. splitting in half, or...
2: Yeah, or, or like, you know... Descending to the next slightly less shitty circle of hell. This Do they get like worse oh or, or better? <laughs> well, they're supposed to get worse. But huh. as far as imagining, you know, something worse than Sydney, I guess, it's just a bit... That's can't, the, can't really that's picture the bit it. Here, can't really. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so... I, I had a whole I was going to do a whole joke thing about this But um, then I went on to Google Maps And they have You can go on there And they're currently reviewed as 2.2 stars Mascot <laughs> Tower 24 reviews uh, About 22 of those reviews Are people saying This place isn't all it's cracked up to be And <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the other two are people saying, I am now homeless and I have to leave the country. Oh my goodness. So I, uh, I have to throw that whole bit away now. <laughs> What's um, happening? I'm, I'm, they're,
1: just, they're just sinking? They're,
2: so about, I think it's, it's been about a year now. And uh, as these stories kind of go, uh, cracks were noticed on the outside of the towers. Uh, people were, of course, informed. Um, and those people were informed that there is no issue it's It's all
0: fine it's fine that this um that this apartment building that you've paid hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to buy an apartment in okay. seems uh as far as you can tell with your eye to be just kind of coming apart
2: yeah uh, and now it's been revealed that it is slowly sinking into the earth um apparently there is talk of um a cover up from uh, from the council. I don't know how seriously to take that, um, but a number of of things are going extremely badly for uh, for these buildings. Uh, I think number one of which is that they are situated situated in Sydney, New South Wales. As hmm. 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 disgusting first problem. Place.
0: Can't argue with that. Hmm. I think what I particularly liked about um, about this story was like all of the. Um, all of the very careful bureaucratic language that was being deployed um, yes. to, to very, to very delicate, to very delicately broach uh, these various subjects. So um, there was the, the one, the one report like from the engineers explaining what was happening, uh, which described the, the tower as quote, moving in a downward motion. <laughs> Which I like (laughs) with
1: downward motion
0: Yeah And all these people like So it's sinking Um, And then all the news reports Happen and everything And this is from I think an ABC story Uh, The owners corporation Later released a statement Clarifying the new report Quote There has been some Differential settlement Resulting in the currently Observed building movements (laughs) Thanks So it's sinking Is what you're saying It's sinking (laughs)
2: I think we can all agree that um, developers do not deserve to live, though. As far as yeah. this is
0: concerned,
1: horrible people.
0: Absolutely, hmm. and um, so so like like Theo said, this has been a an ongoing thing now, where there are like multiple towers around around Sydney that seem to just be beginning to collapse in on themselves, and it's almost as if I don't want to like jump rashly to making any wild claims. But it's almost as if it has something to do with or is related in some way to the right wing liberal government that has been in there for several terms now and has Mm. made slashing red tape a very, very important part of their government. Hey, hey, let's get rid of all this bureaucratic nonsense and all this red tape and all this Checking to make sure that a building you've put together isn't yeah. going to slowly Safety disintegrate.
1: regulations, cut them, get rid of
0: all them. these regulations. Andrew, yes,
2: they're in my way.
0: This, <laughs> this, <There's, they're laughs> and I don't want to do them. They are preventing me from generating the absolute maximum profit that I could be making. Um, we were at a kid's birthday party the other day because that's how we get down. That's what we like to do.
1: What do you do with uh, those? Do you drink? I talk,
0: I talk to the other grown-ups. I didn't drink because it was like 10.30 a.m. Oh. Um, on Saturday. It was cold as fuck. Standing outside. Watching all these damn kids run around. Superhero outfits. Thinking about eating some food, but wasn't really into it. Um, so, I was talking to some lady who, I think she, she was moving into a house. She was moving into a different house and she was buying like an older house than her current house. Um, Because she was like, yeah, we bought a newer house that was only, you know, single digit number of years old. um, But all these houses around the suburb all have these same problems. So it'll be things like, I think in their case, that, that, yeah, that things happen like when they're getting built, in, in the case of their building, that first somebody had come around and laid the slab... But then because of the weather, whether it had like rained or was just too cold or something, the thing that was then scheduled to happen the next day or the day after that of somebody coming and starting to like, you know, build, build the frame of the building on top of this foundation has come along and said, oh, but the foundation is still wet. And the developer's gone, I don't care. Start building on it. Because if I have to wait until it's dry, that eats into my profit if this takes longer than I said it was going to take. So um, this lady had then wound up having to spend however much of her money fixing these various issues around the house of things just starting to fall apart and disintegrate after years because all the developers want is to rush it along as much as possible. Um so, you know, she was <laughs> moving like across town into a house that was built in the fucking seventies or eighties or whatever because they're still holding together. Uh which is depressing when you think about it. So according to New South Wales premier um Gladys Berejiklian, um she was saying like I was reading a report where she was talking about this and saying, Oh yeah, you know, it's concerning and we're trying to find out what's happening. Um Obviously, you know, everybody wants to make sure that we have a really robust system of of checks and processes to make sure that building quality is at the highest standard and we're all very confident in the system that we have. I was like Okay. Huh. Hmm, you sure. Got multiple multiple huge developments around your city just falling apart and sinking into the earth. But you're completely confident in the system that you have. That's cool. And then in the same breath, they like announced that they were increasing their um, they were increase, increasing their emergency fund for accommodation for all of the people who've had to be evacuated from these fucking buildings and become homeless. They were increasing that fund from one million to three million dollars. So um, it's great to know so that we saved.
2: Problem solved.
0: Problem solved. Everybody's fine. You get to live in a hotel for a year or two. Sounds good to me. Um, I'll take it. And of course, it's always good to to know that, um, as usual, a right-wing government will gladly um, make things easier for developers and business people um, and make them have to do less stuff and pay less tax and then at the end of the day uh, spend um, taxpayer money on fixing the situation up rather than, say, compelling the fucking people who built the tower to pay for the emergency funding. Um, Not that I have... Obviously not that I have a problem with like... um, Taxpayer money being used to help people. It's just that ideally... Wouldn't it be nice... If the people who are actually responsible for causing the problem...
1: Very bizarre for the government to pay for something like that.
0: Yeah. I wonder if it's more that they're just... Come on. You wouldn't want to spoil that nice relationship with all those developers, would you?
1: Yeah, with all the property developers. That would be unpleasant.
0: Yes. That's right, folks. I get a sinking feeling i Israel Folau, I get a sinking feeling from the mascot towers in Sydney. Um, but now I've got a whole other kind of sinking feeling, which we're going to talk about in Plane Watch.
1: Yes, I was really hoping there would be a theme song. Oh, so good. Plane Watch. Do you know what else sank? What? Probably the wreckage of Malaysian Airlines Flight MH370. Would Eventually. you agree? Yeah. Eventually. Definitely Eventually. If
0: things sink in the Bermuda Triangle, yes
1: Sure um, Did either of you read this fantastic article in The Atlantic about I read
0: every
2: damn word of it Did
1: you? It's a, yeah. it's extremely
2: long It is uh, It has disturbed me It's one of those things like I think reading about Chernobyl where Yeah It's really hard to put your finger on what's wrong with it but every, every word is horrible in a way that you can't define.
1: It's very horrifying. It's very well written. I would advise mm-hmm. anyone listening to read this entire very long article in The Atlantic about what happened to Malaysia's missing airplane by now, William...
0: Shakespeare. That's his name.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got a German-looking last name and I don't know how to say it. But good for him. He wrote an incredible article.
0: Now, it's worth noting... So so M, pardon me. MH three seventy was like quite quite notorious in Australia, particularly. I don't know if it was as big a deal. Why? Well, just because it had Australians on it. Um,
1: Right, but we put a bunch of effort into finding it. Right, we put money into
0: it. We we love to make things about us. I think Mm, certainly do. Um, Which is why when we started talking about this. I was confusing it with flight MH17, which was the other one where there was a flight that was um, going over or out of or whatever the Ukraine and got shot down with an anti-aircraft missile, just a domestic flight, got mm. shot down in a terrorist act. Um, and there were some Australians on board that. So Australia was like, we're going to solve this. We're going to kill Russia. <laughs> Um, sure. It led led to the infamous um, former Prime Minister Tony Abbott claiming that he was going to quote unquote shirt front Vladimir Putin oh, at is the G twenty. To
1: shirt front, mm. incredible. Yeah,
0: it's what led to shirt front gate. Uh, now we're not really sports people here. Anyone want to explain what a shirt front is?
1: Um. Uh. I don't know. um, I thought it was just putting words together like dipshit.
0: According to the dictionary, in Australian rules, football, that's the problem. That's why none of us know what it means. Uh, Um, An act of charging into an opponent's chest, typically so as to knock them to the ground. Yeah. Um, Hmm. So, Tony Abbott threatening physical violence against former KGB agent and judo black belt, Vladimir Putin. Although...
2: I will say that while obviously Tony Abbott is a wild-eyed um, weirdo, mm. remember when Russia, Russian paramilitary forces in the Ukraine, um, sorry, uh, yeah, well, in in, in Crimea and I guess in the in the Ukraine, shot down a passenger jet, and we got mad about it for like a week. And that's, that's
0: the plane we're talking about.
2: it was an accident. They told but us but it what was I'm an accident. Is they, absolutely. Russians just shot down a passenger jet and we we're all like, hey. 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 Hey.
1: How about don't do that?
2: Uh, um, and they
1: were like, sorry, we thought it was something else. And we were just like, <laughs> oh, okay.
0: We're like, well, next time. Next yeah, time, don't. give it a bit more thought. Yeah. So um, so I thought it was that plane because that's the other plane that Australia got extremely mad about and invested a whole bunch of effort into just kind of yelling about on the international stage or at mm. least yelling a whole bunch about domestically until they got close enough um, to other people at diplomatic affairs and then just sort of hanging back and going, yeah, well, maybe later. Later, I'm going to pull them to the side. I'm going to very sternly. Give them a
1: real talking to.
0: Oh, later on. Later on, there. I'm going to give
2: you a sanction.
0: Don't you forget it. I'm going to sanction you so hard. Um, But instead, we are talking about MH370.
1: We certainly are.
0: So, what's the deal with this article that you guys have read and I have not read?
1: It's a lot to go through, but basically, it's. So, the guy that wrote this is a pilot. And he has, like, a mountain of evidence for the reasons that certain... There's so many conspiracy theories about this. But he basically goes through every little piece of evidence from the plane and how the flight worked and all the information that they have and basically suggests that the pilot did this to commit suicide, essentially. Which is incredibly scary.
0: What a way to do it, though.
1: What a way to do it. Also, this happened on another flight after which was apparently like a copycat. The guy that oh, committed oh. suicide on with a different flight um, apparently had some, like, data about MH370 and was, like, looking it up a lot online. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to go through. But basically everything that um, people had thought about MH370 doesn't make sense. There's basically no believable way that this was to do with an error in the plane or a pilot error. Um. The most upsetting thing is it basically suggests that the pilot killed everyone on board first. Yeah. That he depressurized the cabin. Oh and my then God. one engineer suggests that due to the way that the plane turned or something, that he took the plane up to 40,000 feet after depressurizing the cabin, which would basically kill everyone instantly. And so apparently, the pilot has a significantly longer amount of oxygen in the cockpit. So there's only about 15 minutes worth of oxygen in those masks that come down, and it's only really to be used at around 15,000 feet. And so basically, the pilot, this guy thinks, killed everyone, and then just cruised down into the ocean, essentially, and killed and himself.
2: It's not just like wild bullshit, either um, as far as they um, they claim the. Um, so they went and, and investigated this guy's. Life and house and stuff, you know, as you as you do. Um, they found um one uh one specific run in the flight simulator that took the um, pretty much the same route as they suspect occurred with the plane. So basically, what they what they think happened was coming out of Malaysia and then transferring from responsibility from flight towers between Malaysia and Vietnam. Hmm. Uh, they took. He took um, advantage of that confusion uh, and basically just took a 180 and turned away and went sort of, you know, down south southwest to, you know, Indian Ocean beyond, which, you know, you kind of uh, think that they crashed there and that's pretty much the exact uh, route he took in one extremely suspicious flight simulator run that was saved to his computer. Oh,
1: Oh, my goodness, yeah. um,
2: Which is extremely dispiriting, I I would say. Uh, and they're like, Well, why didn't the co pilot take over? But the co pilot was under instruction. So he could have just said, Hey, can you just check something out at the at the oh, arse no. end of the plane? Yeah. Just just right down there. Uh, close the door on your way out. You don't want anyone getting getting back in here, do you? Uh, he was like a really
1: experienced pilot. He'd been flying for a long time. So this poor co pilot would have just been like Sure, I'll do that.
2: Mm -hmm. That sounds that sounds logical. So you don't want to jump to any conclusions, but the if you go through the
1: data, it's extremely convincing. There's a lot of stuff about you know the the plane took a really extreme turn immediately after they lost contact with it, which is not possible for the autopilot to do because it's not how the plane is programmed. So he definitely he turns the autopilot off. And there's also no way that the plane could have been hijacked because there's no evidence of it. It's just a lot. And also to, like,
2: what end and...
1: Yeah, to what end. There's no reason that it would have happened. There's no evidence of it. He checked in basically when he hit 35,000 feet. Apparently he made a bunch of really strange transmissions that were just, like, just omitting certain information and, like, he checked in when he reached an altitude, which is not something that's normally done. And then the plane just lost contact. And it's a very d- disturbing image to think about just being murdered by your pilot. But at the same time, maybe they died peacefully, which is somewhat comforting. I guess. I guess. I mean, mm. it's better than dying in the plane crash, I suppose.
0: I guess, uh, like I said, it's it's uh, good that it doesn't happen more often, but also... Uh I hope nobody like gets any ideas. I <laughs> hope there what aren't any other parts out there have. who are like, "Yeah, teach everybody a lesson."
1: Mm. mm-hmm. It's very upsetting. I would love to go through all this data, but I don't feel that I'm smart enough to to do that. <laughs> it's a so, lot.
0: So um, so yeah, was there, was there anything in the piece that kind of alluded to perhaps any reasons that that this dude might have done this? or
1: Certainly did. Apparently, uh, the Malaysian government put out a report, like a very extensive report that said that there was, they had no concerns about the pilot, there was nothing in his background to suggest that he would do anything untoward. And apparently everyone that's been spoken to in person that knows this guy does not corroborate that kind of story. He was apparently very depressed, had just gone through a divorce, had some kind of unrequited Love crush type thing On someone else that worked for the airline And all this kind of stuff uh, So a lot of it was just the Malaysian government Not cooperating Or not wanting to look bad By the looks of it And fair enough I don't know how depressed Who want to, to look be bad? To, to kill an entire plane It's a lot
0: It's definitely Mad depression incel hours That we're talking about here
1: yeah, that's that's the most disturbing part of it is everything that it says about his life story is basically like love life failings and divorce and that kind of thing. Oh Hmm. That's upsetting. You should definitely read this one, Andrew.
0: So, um, I think we can all agree, no more planes for anyone.
1: I disagree. Yeah, no I definitely going on planes. disagree on that count. Do you well, know that so they're going to bring back the Boeing Max 8?
0: As soon as they get them all fixed.
1: As soon as they rebranded. So as that soon
0: as you download the
2: DLC that doesn't... <laughs> just got to download the DLC that doesn't
1: murder everybody. Mm. I don't ever want to fly on one of those.
0: Who would, honestly?
2: Hey, Lucy, have you seen... Um, You, you like planes, I think is the... Uh, theme that we've gotten over the last year have you have you seen the new airbus beluga xl
1: i have it's stationed in hawaii It flies from here to tokyo (laughs) and i'm trying to figure out when the plane will be here so i can go and look at it
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh wait no i'm thinking of the sea turtle
1: one there's a sea turtle airbus that goes from here to tokyo which looks like a sea turtle but i want to see the beluga i don't know where the beluga is but it's incredible everybody
2: Just stop. uh, Open up um, (laughs) DuckDuckGo. Enter in there Airbus Airbus Beluga Beluga. XL, uh, and look at this fucked up. It's so
1: beautiful.
0: (laughs) I love. And I'm looking at the big. Oh yeah, I love the big-brained, the big-brained dolphin plane.
1: I just love that if if they didn't paint a little face on it, it would look so
2: fucking stupid.
1: (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, good thing it looks really smart otherwise
1: <laughs> It does Why what? don't we make more planes, like a animals
2: Vacantly staring
0: dolphin How many people do you get on that bad boy? No,
1: it's get cargo a it's, a no, it's a cargo You can carry another airplane in it oh, Hell yeah It's incredible Airbus, why would you too- fly anything else? Why would you ever fly a Boeing? You got MH370 over here You got the 737 MAX
0: Why not get in um, the big smiling dolphin plane?
1: why not it's My a goodness. beluga actually
0: sorry beluga whale they're a type of whale I think so sure
1: <laughs> why not
0: well, well, at least we can end plane watch on a happy note
1: thanks for letting me do some plane talk I'm, well, I'm sorry we had to just branch off a little bit there
0: love some plain talk it's and a I good that we should make we should make more room for plain talk in the future that's what i think, I
1: think we should i think yeah. everyone who listens to the podcast would like to know more about commercial aircraft
0: well um i i just want to throw something out there i think that we should make it a recurring segment and call it plainly speaking <laughs> <laughs> sensational <laughs> oh, that's delightful oh <sighs> but for now we only got 10 minutes left and you know what that means we got to jump to Lucy's other segments that's right folks it's paging Dr. Lucy. God, I'm good 32 to years to old right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stop and, laughing at that <laughs> Oh, That's right folks It's a segment where the internet turns To the internet's therapist Dr Lucy um, And asks her to solve Their many relationship problems
1: I don't give any good advice on this I hope that's clear
0: your vice is all buy a gun and shoot your boyfriend. Buy a gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so of course we we like to just uh, rag up the worst, the worst of the worst Reddit relationship posts, and get an opinion on them. Um, <laughs> it's been some pretty funny ones lately. <laughs> um, here's one for you. Hold on. <clears throat> uh, let me see. Uh, my. 36-year-old female, my husband, 37-year-old male, is offering to get a tattoo to prove he'll never cheat again.
1: (laughs) I think we've Uh, summed it up there, haven't we?
0: This past year, our relationship suffered for various reasons. My husband decided to have a short-lived affair. However, when I found out about it, not through him, through the other woman's husband months after my husband had ended it, during the affair, which went on for two months, he also lied to me on many occasions about his whereabouts. When I found out, I left and went to live with my mother. That was several months ago. My plan, as he knows, is to file for divorce. He's begging me to give him another chance. He says it was the dumbest thing he's ever done, and he knows he will never do it again. He says he cannot live without me. He has started going to therapy every week. He is the the kind of person who really dislikes tattoos and body modifications. (sighs) He has offered to get a visible tattoo, not sure of what... That will serve as a reminder to me that he has promised to never do anything like this again.
1: Oh my god. I'm rolling my eyes so hard that it's painful.
0: He says what he did left a permanent mark on my heart and (sighs) this will leave a permanent mark on his body. Please tell me what to think because at this point I really can't make any sense of what's become of my life.
1: The solution to this is so easy.
0: (laughs) You
1: 100% let him get that tattoo. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and, and then refuse to move back in with him,
1: and then immediately dump him.
0: <laughs> immediately cut ties.
1: That's perfect. That's such an easy solution.
0: I think the important question is, what should the tattoo be?
1: It's got to be like your name or something.
0: Yeah, or... So I want I want my my name um, like uh, massive seventy two point um, comic sans mm. across your chest,
1: and then underneath it, Sonic. Sucking off Sora from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you get that, I'll know that you're serious. I'll you know that you love me. I'm going to source, source this drawing from DeviantArt. <laughs> uh, and then tattoo
1: has to be sourced from DeviantArt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a requirement. What a requirement. Uh, hey, speaking of um, terrible tattoos, folks, we're not mm. too far off. From our Patreon goal, of uh, at which point the cast will go and get tattoos of famous, notorious, perverted video game character, Waluigi.
1: Who is now in a Smash Brothers edition, I've heard.
0: There you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you would like to contribute to that goal of helping to ruin our bodies, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Vista. I'll even source
1: one from DeviantArt. Ooh, big claim. <laughs> big claim. <laughs> um,
0: here's the perfect Reddit relationships post. My boyfriend refuses to tell me his new Reddit and I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> Backstory. A few months back, I discovered he was talking shit about my family on here, being Reddit, and talking about how he was going to leave me for a girl he wanted for a long time because we were fighting a little around that time and literally said that if she was down for it, he was going to leave me for her. When I asked why he deleted his previous Reddit, the account that he posted all this stuff to, I got the response, why does it matter? Okay, so I asked what his new one was, to which I received the response again, why does it matter? I explained that I cared. <laughs> <laughs> I... I explained that I cared because of what happened previously. It's not like I'm just nosy. That's the only reason I care what it is. He will not tell me some important things about our relationship, but will rather take to Reddit to complain about me or give the internet the knowledge that he wanted to leave me. But apparently it doesn't matter if I know. Anyway, he is acting like I'm overreacting and just keeps repeating the comment. I feel like it's sneaky after what's happened. I personally believe there's nothing he's hiding, it shouldn't be an issue. As he knows my Reddit... Am I the arsehole for being upset? I don't want to scope out his account twenty four seven. Honestly, I don't even care to look at it. It's literally just the principle. I feel like if you're not hiding anything, you would have no issue just telling me.
1: Oh my god! I feel uh, like fucking Doctor Manhattan, listening to these. <laughs> I'm tired of Earth and these people, etc.
0: Oh, uh, and of course she's followed this up with a post to say, oh, so I was looking on his phone and I found um, his new Reddit and his Snapchat where he's trying to fuck 16 year old girls oh, um, and shot. his, his kick account that he made and, and all of this stuff. Hey, isn't it great
1: bit. to be married guys?
0: It's so like we're, we're turning into a very married podcast.
1: I certainly are. Oh, it
0: just gets makes to be so, so smug. It so certainly simple. does. It certainly does. I love knowing that I will never have to deal with any of this shit.
2: I love love not having to get a tattoo on my forehead that says, if you see me, do not fuck me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here's one. I can't decide if this one's dark or not, or if it's just really funny. (laughs) 20-year-old female. Uh, My brother, 15-year-old male, is looking up very disturbing content on our shared computer. I don't know oh, if I man. should bring it up to him. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker's been watching like ISIS beheadings <laughs> and gore videos and shit. But then I started reading it. Uh, <laughs> I was on our shared computer at home while he was at a friend's house. And I went on the internet and I saw some very weird and disturbing stuff. He was looking at fart porn. <laughs> It was guys and girls farting and stuff, and he was on YouTube looking at fart videos? I was disturbed. He must have forgot to delete the history, so I deleted it. I love him, but I can't really look at him the same right now. <laughs> what is he doing looking at freaky content like this?
2: I can think of one thing.
0: He's probably jacking off while he's he looking at his fart. He
2: certainly probably is.
0: Oh, goddamn. That's, um, that was very funny to me. like <laughs> I don't know what it says about uh, me that when it got to that part, I was like, oh, thank God. I oh, thought it was yeah. something oh, terrible. Damn.
1: I think that's terrible. I'd rather <laughs> like, catch someone watching the ISIS beheadings to be honest. <laughs> no, I, would, I
0: would far rather catch somebody like w- with whatever fucking harmless fetish.
1: That's a, that's a pretty weird fetish. It's I'm gonna weird, shame it. but- I'm shaming it right now.
0: Sh- like, absolutely. You know, you know that I'm down for kink shaming right Mm -hmm. but like you know if if somebody affects me personally yes yes (laughs) but yeah like uh, like i don't know if 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 my um younger brother my hypothetical younger brother um if they were like obsessed with constantly watching videos of like people getting hurt really badly or like dash cam things of people getting run yeah, over or videos of cops blowing people's brains out and shit like that i would be like i'm worried that you're dead inside um but like fucking fart videos and
1: what or, if you fart and you're like damn is he jacking off right now yeah it's right. Like <laughs> right
0: you like that you, you like, like that, that. <laughs> but yeah like and and there's definitely like there's definitely porno that you could find someone looking at where you would be like if if your very young sibling was into like yeah extremely violent porno or like super violent humiliation type stuff, you would be like, you should probably stop looking at this before you fuck yourself up forever.
1: Just let him be violently farted on, you know.
0: Let him let him let him smell a lady's farts, whatever. And also. Don't worry, by this point, it's he's imprinted now and there's nothing you can do. <laughs> he will be horny for farts for the rest of his life.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, there's no way you can go back from it at this point.
0: There's no backing that car out of the driveway, you know? This motherfucker just likes farts now. Bring it up if you want, but I don't know what he's going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you horny for farts? Any of you guys horny
1: for farts? It's just things. a question.
0: Just at a family dinner. Hey, is anyone else? Anyone else get horny for farts? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go around the table. Start with you, Jimmy. Oh, my goodness. Um, all right. I've got, I've got one more here to wrap it up. And then we're out of here. This is one of those ones where I was like, I feel like I'm losing my mind. 25-year-old male. My girlfriend, 24-year-old female of two years, doesn't want to get rid of a bed bug infestation. Excuse me? We just signed a lease last month to start living together in a new place. Well, we had a housewarming party that got a bit bigger than we expected with some friends of friends we didn't know showing up. More than 20 people in total. We suspect the bed bugs came from someone at the party. We've had them for more than a week now. My girlfriend refuses to cooperate in getting rid of them because she doesn't believe it's okay to do so. What? What? I'd always known that she was a very compassionate person and truly views all living things as precious and important. She volunteers for a few humanitarian causes like animal shelters and loves nature. But I didn't know it went this far that eradicating pests like this is wrong. This is very extreme to me.
1: This cannot be true and if it is, it's very upsetting.
0: You are not wrong, pal. It is very extreme. Meanwhile, we are getting eaten alive every night and they just keep multiplying. I'm out of patience. I've asked her many times how she can stand living with this, and she just says it's, quote, annoying, but she couldn't bring herself to intentionally kill anything. Today I decided I was done with this bullshit. I called an exterminator and scheduled an appointment for tomorrow. When I told her, she flipped. I said I didn't care what she thought. She could help me pack up everything to prepare or not, but it was happening. Then once I went to work, she cancelled the appointment behind my back.
1: (laughs) Oh my god
0: she texted me to tell me she said she doesn't want to fight with me that we should be able to live in harmony with each other and with other creatures she also said she's really stressed out due to our disagreement about it but I'm stressed out by having the bed bugs (laughs) (laughs) Now, now I'm about to go home to our infested apartment and confront her please help I feel like my life has turned into some realm of insanity how do I make her understand that the pest control needs to happen too long didn't read. My girlfriend sabotaged my efforts to exterminate bedbugs in our home because she believes it's wrong to kill them. Oh I don't God. know how to make her stop or compromise.
1: This is certainly just the tip of the iceberg. You gotta, you gotta get out of there. Oh,
0: very much. You gotta cut you gotta this one off right now. Exterminate
1: that relationship.
0: Oh damn. Mm. Damn. Mm. One. And the one bedbugs. One big bedbug in there that needs squashing.
1: That's right. It's your girlfriend.
0: Oh, truly, horrible. don't kill your girlfriend.
1: Don't kill her. Just ex- like ex- exterminate her emotional attachment to you.
0: <laughs> kill your girlfriend's emotions. <laughs> just uh, yeah. Just, that's. I don't know if that's great relationship advice. Exterminate your girlfriend emotionally. <laughs> <laughs>
2: sure it is.
0: Oh my goodness people Glad of we've the world solved everyone's problems yes leave your partner immediately
1: mm-hmm. also if you're depressed don't kill anyone on the plane that you're flying
0: yes don't pilot a plane I can't
2: believe we have to say this specifically but do not
1: do that please don't pilot a plane if you're feeling super depressed
0: just don't do it it's pretty easy to not pilot a plane I am constantly not piloting planes same and I'm very brave for doing so.
1: Mm-hmm. Or also, just just if you're depressed, you don't have to kill anyone. That's true. Mm.
0: And on that note, folks, uh, I think we will leave it there. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for joining us. As always, if you want to write into the show, you can send us an email to heyyouguys at buntavista.com. Uh, if you want to pick up a piece of merchandise show your support, you can go to buntavista.com forward slash merchandise. If you would like to contribute to our ongoing efforts to uh, crowdfund forcible tattooing of weird video game character Waluigi to ourselves, then please head over to patreon.com forward um, slash And also you get an extra episode every week. You get access to our Discord server where you can you chat so with much. like-minded people about what type of tattoo someone should be getting. All that That's kind of right. thing. So much content, folks. So much much content. content. So little time. Um, So, thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Bye.